begins with this gate drop. What is going on? Welcome to episode 78. I think it's 78. I don't have that many fingers, so I lose track. Either way, this is the 21MX preview and prediction show. Taylor's got his weird orange jacket on. It's not actually orange. It's like a charcoal, which is the way most of those orange bikes should be. Um, right? Get out of here with that guy. <laughs> and then we have, uh, as always, got a shout out, uh, Bro Taco Hot Sauce, the number one in what pretty much hot sauce, like all of it. I was going to say like homemade hot sauce or like gourmet gourmet is a really fancy word for homemade is what i've been told um but overall just overall it's he beats almost all the other ones that i've ever had you can I saw a, a list the other day on the internet 11 top hot sauces went in there just to see if i'd had any of them i'd had like four or five of them bro taco was not on there I but it should type, be i did some typing i was like hey you guys need to re- recheck your thinking Right, we'll even hook you up with twenty percent off if you go to brotacofoods.com and use code PTDG. Did you include that in your email? Mm, no, because I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to feel like it was a you know a sales pitch for him. I just wanted to be like, hey, uh-huh. I'm a random guy on the internet. I've tried all these, but you know, I beat your truffle hot sauce, some bro taco brap sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the the brap sauce is is definitely my favorite. Um, because it's so versatile, but the pineapple habanero is really good on like porks and chickens and stuff like that. The avocado sorreño is good with breakfast, dude. That's my go-to breakfast hot sauce. I use like, that in the the brap sauce interchange, like not interchangeably, but both of them on my eggs and cheese. Like, oh, like yeah. I did just this morning, actually. Dude, it drives me crazy. I'll go out to breakfast or whatever. And the lady will be like, do you want hot sauce? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want hot sauce. And then she'll give me like Frank's or Tapatio. Or Tapatio ain't bad, but like Frank's or Tabasco. And I'm like, get that crap out of here. I'd rather not have hot sauce, man. Yeah, I don't need your Texas Pete. I need your need some yeah. taco. You guys need to re- right? think your suppliers. Oh, yeah. I heard uh, Sean likes to go out to eat, take a bottle with him, and then he'll just like sneakily forget it, you know, for the next guy. Oh, great marketing right there. I like it. I dig it. If he comes up with smaller bottles, like travel bottles, I might actually just just do that. Because I don't go out to eat often, but I would donate a bottle a month at a restaurant just for that. For sure. We also got Sunstar Sprockets and Chains, sunstar-breaking.com. Email support with PTTG in the subject and get 30% off. So that's that's across their whole line. Got power the number two the ground. I can see Jesse saying stuff, but I'm too far away to like read what it is, and I don't have the chat up on the sidebar yet. Uh, but power the number two the ground.com. Head on over there. Uh, Tiller was just trying to put together all the uh, all the pickums stuff, all the back end fancy stuff that him and Jesse, I guess, like to do. I I don't know. <laughs> That's why they do it, though, so that I don't have to. So I am greatly appreciative of that. Um, 
we'll get that up and going before this weekend's race. It's finally back. Did you say this weekend? Isn't it this weekend? It's Next this weekend. weekend. Is it's it? This weekend. I can't tell. It's been so long. It's, it's like, uh, what is that song going through the desert on a horse with no name? Like, oh, yeah. You so just cool. lose everything, man. It's been so long since I've been racing. Not, well, it's been so long since I've seen the pro guys on the TV race. Right? Oh, yeah. You've had that awkward downtime. You haven't been able to ride. You haven't been able to watch racing. It just, all of it just came to a halt for you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Up until this weekend or this past weekend, which we'll get at, which I've been sitting here trying to knock everything out as quick as possible and still get ready for the show. But as my wife says, I am a male. I cannot multitask. So I have fallen a little short, but we are getting there. Um, right, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's, I try to tell her that all the time, but then I get distracted and then the whole argument goes out the window. But it's uh, we'll get there. We we will get there. That's uh, maybe I'll do a, a quick little down and dirty with Doug. Do a quick little breakdown just on kind of what GNCC racing is and is all about. Uh, I I get asked quite a bit, like from Moto and Supercross guys, like fans and stuff that might not have been around that style discipline before. Kind of what's it all about? I'm trying to put together some stuff, get some people on here to uh to talk about it it's uh schedules man it's always schedules so either i'm busy or they're busy or i might forget about it you know forget to shoot out the text where i'll be like yeah i'll do that at a reasonable time not like 5 30 <laughs> in the morning <laughs> and then i get busy and i forget but it happens sometimes so yeah we'll get there other than that we have the preview and prediction show well do you want to we have something else too that see what i was talking about i get distracted and i forget do we? we have something else that's coming out tomorrow oh yeah i didn't that... realize until earlier today when i may or may not have <laughs> been uh doing something and i was like oh when when is this happening and i looked at my watch and i was like oh that's tomorrow oh yeah yeah, it's definitely tomorrow. Yeah. So the folks over at Turbo Rilla, last minute, I reached out. Me and Tiller have been playing this game for quite a bit, trying to get Jesse to play it, but I don't think he's ready for this heat yet. Um, huh? <laughs> dude, so far, I've been like top 6% in the world out of everybody that's beta testing, which means I'll be like top 20% when it gets released tomorrow. Um so yeah yeah let's hope it's it'll probably be worse but joe over at turbo rilla said that we could play the trailer for him and bring it to the fine folks at pttg so i guess let's get to it i i've never got to do some fancy like blah type of stuff before so i we're just gonna rip the band-aid off no more talking Hey. 
So what did you guys think of that trailer? That fits in so perfect with our like little kid toilet humor that we have going on here at PTDG anyway, that I had to reach out to him, man. Uh, like I said, we've been playing it for over a year now, I think, right? Like we've been testing this game out for him and it uh -huh. has been absolutely a ball. Just seeing where it came from when we first started, when they were first like, hey, let's test this thing out. Yeah. You know? to where it is now has been absolutely insane. And since it kind of fits in with what we do here at PTTG, I was like, Joe, you got to let me put it on the show. Let's share the, share the, share the great news. If anything, oh yeah. More fun competition with the people, people. That yeah. Play. And that's uh, if, if you do download it tomorrow, jump on like either the Facebook or the discord, and let us know what your name is so that we can be on the lookout with you. Right now, we're kind of sitting stagnant because we have to wait until the world premiere and the app stores and stuff like that before we can get on and play the jam modes, which is the uh, the multiplayer, like, PvP, big, like, to-do. So we're just sitting here not really doing nothing with the game, waiting for the drop. So if you do get on, get a screen name, hit us up. I'll play with you. I, I play it all the time. That's when I get done staring at my computer at work. I, I have to jump in real quick and do the, I don't have to take my shirt off like in the trailer, but <laughs> I was actually laughing at that this time. Cause I noticed that and I was like, Oh man, I don't, Oh yeah. That's, that's too much. A, he was letting his pants touch the ground and B took his shirt off. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, rules you it's don't great. Break. Oh yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do guy. Like when it gets when it gets that serious, you don't want to get your dress shirt all sweaty, bro. You just gotta get in there and do some business, dude. Granted, Handle yeah. your business. Put the shirt on the hook, sweat it out. Oh yeah. But other than that, 
we got some GNCC stuff. If you want to jump into that real quick before we get sidetracked talking about all the uh, all the predictions and all of that, let's talk. Let's talk GNCCCCCC. GNCCCCCCC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, GNCC was up at the John Penton, um, which is in Millfield. It's also one of the oldest running GNCCs, well, national, I think, out of like almost every track and every discipline. Um, it's been around for 32 years, man. They have been racing that track for 32 years. That's as long as I've been alive. Like, my birthday was four days ago, and I'm only 33, man. So that thing's like, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, that thing has been running since I was one years old. That's crazy. You know, I just don't perceive 2000 to 2020 as 20 years to where it's like, you know, if it were 2000, we said like 1970, then it'd be like, holy hell, that's old. Because, you know, that was like 30 years that, or 20 more years than I was alive. But now, like, yeah, every time I'm still trying to comprehend his last 20 years is actual 20 years. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like is, that happens. I mean, that's crazy. 32. Oh yeah, let's run down the uh, run down the top ten real quick for Saturday's race was race, which was the ATVs with your XC1, XC2, Junior A, College Boy A. They're all mixed in here. Either way, your let's see here. I clicked the wrong button. Give me a second. I know Walker Fowler came in first, as always. Um, not always old B Neil's always giving them, giving them hell up there. Oh, that was one thing that I did want to bring over that I completely forgot to, um, Bryson Neal hit a truck at the race. That picture was gnarly. Yeah. I didn't get the picture brought over, unfortunately, but okay. I got all the buttons clicked. Uh, so we had Walker Fowler in first place out of Rogers, Ohio, uh, Jared McClure out of Casca PA in your number two spot. Your number three spot was the Coltrane Cole Richards out of Edinburgh PA. Number four, Bryson Neal out of Bidwell, Ohio. Bryson Neal is probably mine as well as Brandon Carter, who I just saw him comment not too long ago. He's a great kid, man. Super fast, has some horrible luck. Uh, and then he was in the fourth place spot. In the fifth place spot, we had the Gator, Adam McGill, out of Waverly, West Virginia. Is he, his nickname is The Gator? The Gator, bro. That's sick. Yeah. The Gator. Yeah, it's The Gator. Let me see if I can throw this picture up real quick. Uh, before we do that, uh, I was at the race. I did catch some video. This is what I was trying to work on to where... I was a couple minutes late getting this thing started. Uh, but let's jump on there. Take a look at that. I got to click some buttons on my phone to try to bring over the uh, the Bryson Neal versus truck pictures. So give me one second. We're going to play. Comes 
So that, that was over. Was so gnarly. I saw a video from somebody standing above uh, the track on the hill, like kind of facing down and watch it go up. And it did oh, not yeah. look anywhere near as intense as your angle. Well, that's, uh, I was standing there the first lap and then I moved about halfway up where you saw him jump and then land and then jump again. Yeah. I was standing right there and I almost got hit by a quad, man. So luckily the hill guys, I don't know what you call them. The hill guys, the dig dugs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the mud fleas, they all have different nicknames. Mud so the guy fleas. went up there, landed and it stalled. And it started tipping back, and some kid just grabbed it by the A-arm. But I was standing with my back to it because I was filming, and nobody said anything. And the only reason I saw it was I realized that the quad went by me, and then I didn't hear anything, which tells me that it might be coming back at me. Um, so I, I was scooting. One of the videos, you can see me actually drop the uh, drop my phone just right on the hill and just get out of the way. Um, other than that, we have, uh, the old pro row. Now keep in mind, these are raw videos. I haven't gotten to edit them yet. I, I just got home, uh, not too long ago. So Half maybe five seconds, so it looks probably a lot bigger than water. Five seconds, that's what it is. Sorry, that's five seconds. But that's something these guys have talked about. Over the last couple of years, the amount of speed these boys can carry on those machines is insane. Well, and and choose to carry with that much stuff around them. Yeah. Yeah. Like their brains are just like, nah, I don't see hazards. Nah, no big deal. just go. Yeah. This is the, uh, this is the picture that we were talking about. I think, I think I sent it to Brandon and you and Jesse. Uh, let's throw it up here. This was the truck that Bryce and Neil hit. Now keep in mind when he hit this truck, the <sighs> tailgate was down and he moved it. I think they said like two feet. He hit it so hard. And he still finished the race in fourth place. He was leading when he did that. And that only dropped him to second. And then he had another tangle with the lapper uh, up in the woods that caused him to lose two more spots. But that kid leading the race, hit a truck, hit a truck, moved it two feet, backed up, continued on, and then got second place, wrapped up with another lapper, and ended up in fourth. If I hit a truck, I'm done. Just go get the trailer. We're putting this shit away, dude. <laughs> so yeah. that was my weekend. I don't have much from the bikes, um, mainly because I I was too busy watching them. And on the single track, it, it's a little bit tighter. Uh, I do have a lot more videos and stuff. I am going to throw them all together and then maybe we'll throw them up on uh, on Facebook and YouTube separately, like a separate segment or something like that so that you guys can kind of see some of this stuff. Um, like I said, I'm also trying to get some of the uh, some of the racers in here so that we can really break down some GNCC and, and get more people interested in it. I mean, 
it's fun. It definitely is. You pay pay your money and get to race for hour and a half, three hours. So, but yeah, I'm excited to to talk some GNCC with some GNCC people. It's the more and more you share this stuff with me, the more and more exciting it gets to. Yeah, like, and you can it. you can freaking take out your little adventure bike or whatever what's that your bmw i'll send some microfiber towels for you so you don't get your cute little german bike all dirty but we'll uh <laughs> let's go out there and run it buddy good to find i find a wr first that'll be the, oh yeah hey. be, that's the motivation i need to, to find my dream wr let's let's just run up to jesse's house and borrow it for the weekend We'll hit the car wash on the way back, knock the mud off. He won't You'll be any know. wiser. Yeah, oh, never yeah. know. Jesse, like just press. pretend like you're not listening to this show at all. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't write down what the hour meter said before it left. Yeah, right. You can unplug that. We'll fix it. Yeah. It just goes off vibrations, man. So we'll just throw it on like the, uh, the paint mixer or whatever. <laughs> Add the hours back on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was my weekend. Uh, to say that I haven't been around racing, I guess, is not exactly true. Um, but I miss it. That That's the kind of stuff that I like to do. Um, I would ride a track, but the jumps keep getting bigger, and so do I. So the whole gravity and Isaac Newton thing just doesn't work out in my favor uh as you could tell with the broken wrist which oh man we can move it it's getting there i go on tuesday figure out if i can ride again so i'm pretty excited about that um i think that was the most movement i've seen out of that wrist in a while oh yeah me too physical therapy man that's what happens when you got a good surgeon and a good physical therapist they got me what april 15th is when they decided they were going to cut me open so that's uh not too long. What, five weeks, six weeks, five weeks, something like that. I can't yeah. math. That's why we have Tiller, the statistician guy. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, what about some 250s, man? We're going to touch 250s first? Might as well. Might as well. This is the quicker one. Or, well, can make it quicker. Yes and no. Oh. Well, let's touch on the. You wanna? We'll run through the schedule real fast. Um, yeah. What the outdoors is just gonna look like? So I, we already mentioned excitedly. Round number one is finally this Saturday, May 29th at Fox Raceway in Paula, um, or Paula, whatever you wanna call it, Fox Raceway in Paula. Uh, next weekend, the weekend after, June 5th, round two, Thunder Valley in Colorado. Then we got our first off week. So just one week off, round three at High Point in Pennsylvania, June 19th. One more off week. I might try to get to that one. I was looking at that one, wondering if that was going to be close enough and worth it for you to get to. Um, and then They're all just, worth it for me to get to. It's just well, what else I got going on that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Time. We only have so much. I know. Um, we need 36-hour days, man. For sure. Uh, let's see. And we got... So the off week number two is after a high point, and then we got four rounds in a row with Red Bud on uh, July 3rd. Probably so going to try to get up to that one. That's exciting that they were able to get it back on the July 4th weekend. Um, yeah. And then we've got Southwick 
on July 10th, Spring, Pre Spring Creek in Millville at uh, July 17th. And then July 24th is Washougal. So July is the month of Moto. Every weekend, you start, you start with Redbud. Um, you get to end with beautiful Washougal just every weekend. And then we get two off weekends uh, in a row, July 31st, August 7th, two off weekends. And then finish the season out with five in a row, starting with Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Iron Man, which is hopefully the one I'll get, I'm going to try to go to. And you're probably going to be there. And then the last two go back to Fox Raceway and then end with Hangtown in uh, California. So that's, uh, that is the schedule that we're running with. There's a slim chance if you're watching. It looks like, oh, there he is. Yeah. No, my allergies are killing me, guys. Oh, so. Oh, he scared me. I thought he disconnected, and I was like, well, things are going to get interesting. <laughs> he just had to sneeze. He was being polite. <laughs> he just had to sneeze. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So and, of course, like, I'm sitting here, and, and I get the uh, little air quality alert. Pollen is extremely high. I feel like everybody's walking around right now, and you're like, corona or allergies? <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking that same thing last year. It was, like, the most awkward time. It's like, well, no, I'm, I swear I'm just coughing and sneezing because of pollen and not because yeah, uh, it's about to get shut down. It's because I snort trees. Not nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh I'm gonna try to we'll see how, how the schedule works out. I'm gonna try to get to Iron Man for sure, hundred percent. Red Bud is probably a 75, 50 50 on high point. I used to go to high point couple years ago when i lived in pennsylvania and i i like that track as long as you can get there early enough to get up on the hill you can see the majority of the track so yeah it'll be some of those will be fun to get to but i think um the interesting thing about i haven't really i didn't really look too much about years past and some of the schedules but having the two off weeks at the beginning are kind of nice get the four in a row in july Obviously, you know, that'll beat you down. Everybody talks about outdoors being in, you know, middle of summer and all the heat just wearing you out. Obviously, it's physically demanding regardless of what time of year it is. And then you get in the heat. Then you get two off weeks at the end of July and the beginning of August. And then they finish out with five more. So I think that'll be interesting to see if there are any riders that will end up talking about that don't suffer from mm, endurance fatigue or something um and maybe maybe you're there to hang out hang uh hang around a little bit better towards the end of the season because they get more breaks in between i don't know be kind of interesting to see because two off weekends means another week too um, yeah so if, you know if we if it's an off weekend for us that's two weeks two full weeks between training so especially that that break so they'll have three weeks between washougal and unadilla it'll be kind of should be kind of interesting to see maybe somebody's fading by the time they get to Washougal after red bud three weeks off, come back to Unadilla and they're at the top again. Who knows? Well, that's something to watch red bud and iron man. Well, even high point, they can either be beautiful days, mutters or so humid that you have to like walk around with a machete to cut the air, to walk through it, man. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it gets bad. So it, I don't know. 
that's an interesting point. It will be fun to watch, and just another another interesting factor in the the exciting uh, season coming up. So oh, yeah. yeah, 250s. Um, let's see here. We go all the way down 250s. So this one, you and I were talking before the show. I, there's no real point in trying to rank them or go off of a last year's ranking because almost all of them have changed teams or changed a bike or, you know, something except for Justin Cooper, really. Granted, Colt Nichols didn't change, but he wasn't. He wasn't there last year, so there's that. Um, so I figured we just kind of start at the top, talk our way through some of the top guys, see. Uh, this is where we could get into our fun prediction part. I thought about maybe, we were talking about doing predictions, maybe we pick where they're going to finish in the championship. We get a plus minus one on the position we pick. We'll get Jesse to jump in, do his picks after the fact. We'll grab them all and just keep track of it over the course of the season. And then whoever got the most right within that plus one or minus range at the end, I don't know, has to pay up. I don't know what they pay up. I don't know. The other two should have to do something like weird on air or something, man. Ooh. Like we're at Tiara for a whole month worth of shows or something, dude. I don't know. Oh, I'll be down for that. Okay. That's what, that's something like that. We we can talk about it. We still got a couple days. We got, we got time for so, suggestions too. Um, yeah. 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 So we, I figured that would be a, a fun way to do the predictions. That way you're not holding it down to an exact spot and everybody gets a little buffer room. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, you got the old pickums coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited about Pickums this year too, or this season too, because we're going to have those giveaways every month. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. not just at the end of the season. It'll, It'll be fun. I don't know, man. What What are you thinking for two fifties, though, man? Like, so what do you mean? Just as far as how it's looking? Yeah. Right, Unless well, you just... want to make a, a bold predictions right now, dude. I'm. I'm no, I mean, ready. let's just we'll we'll start at the top and. Uh, Let's let's touch on the the hunter the hunter brothers the Lawrence brothers, um, Jet and Hunter man. Jet. I I have Hunter over Jet uh, for after looking at some of the things and looking at the way the championship points played out last year and why they played out the way they do. I think Hunter is going to finish above Jet in the championship for consistency reasons alone. Yeah. I think I Jet that. has the highest chance of having one or two really bad motos where Hunter might not have a bunch of great motos, but he's going to be the one less likely to have one or two really bad motos. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens, which you can't ever predict, and it's racing, it happens, like mm-hmm. hitting a truck, you know. Or a chain so, falling off. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely have to take Hunter over Jet also. Just... I don't know. He he seems much more consistent, like you said. You know, and he's fast. He just during Supercross, he looked like he was getting faster and faster, quite a bit. Um, what's another one that was pretty popular? What about old Shimoda, dude? Where do you think Shimoda's gonna fall? 
So that whole that whole team is interesting. We've got well, Forkner will break himself on the first week, so he's yeah. out. McAdoo, Forkner, Shimoda, Hamaker. McAdoo, Forkner. Yeah, all four of those guys. So I can count on my fingers. Um, I, th- I think, I think Shimoda's the top of the pro circuit team. Um, I, c- I could see that. And again, f- purely for consistency alone. Um, I don't. There's so many of these guys that are so good. It's going to be hard for the, so one of them to be first or second every single round or even 90% of the rounds, I think, because there's so many of these good guys. Um, yeah. It's going to be a, a consistency year for the 250 class who can have the least bad rounds. I mean, that's probably something that I could say about anything, but I, I mean, this is just one of those years, the way it looks like at the beginning until we see these first three rounds to see if there's something that just really stands out. Um, I think a guy like Shimoda has a better chance at a, at a top three. And I think, you know, what's interesting too, when I was putting this together, I think I remember saying something probably on one of the shows about there's a good chance that, you know, it could be a Yamaha top five, even, you know, a Yamaha top three. But now that I'm looking at this list and, you know, we got Cooper Nichols, Jeremy Martin and Alex Martin, technically on a Yamaha. Uh, I don't know if Kawasaki or Yamaha, which one's most likely to have three in the top five? Yamaha. You still think Yamaha? Just because it's outdoors and the, the bike advantage? Or what was the bike advantage last year? I think it's a rider advantage, man. Yeah. Just by purely by the numbers game? Talent game. Oh, and they got Thrasher too. I don't know. Maybe Thrasher really was showing something with those speedway tracks, and who knows? Maybe, maybe his endurance is kicked up, and he'll be able to do, do those, and yeah. he could be a factor in the top five this year. That'd be exciting. That's, I just think Yamaha has a, has a better team, than than Kawasaki does. Nothing against Kawasaki. I just think they have a lot of. Um young reckless talent i mm-hmm. guess is what i would say i mean mcadoo is fast but he makes quite a bit of mistakes that we saw through supercross you got forkner who might be the fastest rider in the class but can't keep it on two wheels long enough to finish a race has not um, been able to you have joe who is super consistent but i don't know if his speed is there outdoors uh, he finished what, like in the top 10 last year, but it was in between like 10th and 5th, I think. Um, and we've seen dashes of speed from him. Uh, uh technically, he was 11th. Oh, 11th season last year. He had, yeah. he had the last couple of motos, he was getting better, but he had some, he didn't get any points the first round, first moto. He got no points the fourth moto. He only got three points the th- third moto so basically uh round two loretta lens two was terrible for him yeah um, it was terrible for a lot of people he had a his whole he had one good moto out of the first nine and then it slowly started getting better until 
obviously everybody remembers the last moto, you know, for him. But that was also arguably, granted, you can't take away from the performance, but it was also kind of like the other guys didn't need to win. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Shimoda, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But I think he's going to be the shining star on that one. Yeah, Fortner, he hasn't raced outdoors in two Two years, I think. Two years. 2019, I think, was the last year he, he raced. Um. And he's yeah he's been the he's been Mister Lack of Consistency uh, yeah. so far um, for a yeah. lot of potential reasons. Um, yeah, I think so. Jesse pointed out he's his bold prediction is no Martin brother, not a one of them in his top five this year. I don't know about that. But. I could see Alex not making it in the top five because of the competition. If yeah. Jeremy Martin doesn't make it in the top five and doesn't have a catastrophic failure in a moto or a round, I, I, I don't know. Jeremy Martin on that Yamaha after his performance last year on a obviously – less powerful bike or less powerful than Dylan's bike. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he signed to the wrong team. I don't know. I don't know about not being in the top five. I would put him in the top five before I put jet probably, but I think talent and consistency and speed all together make J Mart one of the top riders in the class, whether mm-hmm. or not it's, he can pull together a championship last year, he was close. Um, but whether or not he can pull together another championship run this year, I don't know yet. Um, and yeah, we still don't really know how bad he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That so it could be a lingering thing, but you know, to Jesse's point, I know, you know, we're both pretty strong on Jeremy for sure, but, I think it. A Mart. There are five guys that I could. I wouldn't like when Jesse told me a top five. There's a pretty good chance there's five guys where I could be like, ah, shit. You know, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Like, I favorite, like, personal favorite, Jeremy. I want to put him in the top five so that, like, he's just kind of there. And I'm like, who else do I want in the top five? But yeah, I I don't think I could balk at Jesse saying that there's five other guys that would most likely be in the top five before him. Yeah, I just did. I never thought about. It. I was like, "Oh, Jeremy's included in my top five. Like, no, just no questions, you know." I didn't even See, think did. about having somebody not year. being in there. Yeah, just because last year, I mean, his biggest competition was Ferrandez, and he mm-hmm. moved up. So that's why he was kind of he's kind of in there for for me. Um, but there's also a lot of new young talent coming up. You got Maximus. You got Thrasher. Uh, Rumors oh, yeah, are... I forgot about Volan. They've been, ooh, yeah. they were talking about him being really fast already. And you still have uh, rumors that Levi Kitchen's coming up. That kid's fast. Are they, are they really thinking that he might, he might go it's all rumors. I mean, it's all rumors until the rosters get dropped. So, Well, until the DREA drops. Yeah. Yeah. They're not true. above paying $300 to put him on the entry list. Just, just goes. Just to fuck with people. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, he's fast. He's still a youngster too. Um, I don't know. We got both Lawrence brothers, uh, a Mart. I don't think he is going to be in the running. I'd um, love to see him in the top five, just cause it'd be cool to have him and Jeremy in the top five together or potentially even two sets of brothers in the top five, just for, uh, neat. Yeah. Neat factor. But I think there's a, plenty of other guys that more than five guys that have a better chance of being in the top five over him. I'm excited to see what Colt does in outdoors this year. I, was, I, I didn't like that. He didn't get an opportunity to go last year, but you know, that's how injuries work. Uh, I'll be excited to see if he can, you know, something carries over from his speed in Supercross this year to see if it shows up outdoors. Hard to say, man. I, I don't know. Um, I just want to see one 250 guy same year. I feel I have to look and see if I personally feel, I don't know, like it's been, it feels like it's been a while since there's been a guy that just won a 250 regional supercross championship and then just went away and earned it outdoors. You know, it's happened recently because normally one of the championships is going to do really good outdoors, but it's just, Hmm. you know, for Colt to come back, not do it in 2020, win this year so well, and then all of a sudden just carry it into 2021. It's not like he's been the guy in the past two or three years, you know? So I guess that's where I'm going is I wanted somebody that's not been the guy, you know, like a Forkner or a J-Mart or a Dylan Frandis where they've been fast for years and then does both, you know, somebody like Colt to come back after an inter- uh, injury, win a Supercross title, and then go outdoors and just prove, like, it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. That would be exciting. Yeah. I don't know. That's two totally different animals, though. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's, it's hard. to. I could definitely see it being hard to happen. It'd just be kind of neat to see to see that somebody's got both of them mastered in the same period of time. That would show a lot of good skill for the rider to do both. And then for the team too, to be able to put it together like that. If there was a year that was going to happen, I think this is the year it would have to happen where we've got the biggest break we've had in a long time between supercross and outdoors. And this is prime for him to do it because he was on the coast that had the biggest break. Yeah. In Supercross where they got to do a lot more outdoor testing. So I think if he's if there's somebody that's got an advantage for it, he does. Yeah. I still don't see it though. Yeah. No, I I I don't think it's probably it's probably not super likely. I think it would just be cool to see. Yeah. I think I would be surprised to see him in the top five, to be honest with you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll put some that'll put a twist in our predictions. Um, all right. Well, so we got through those guys. Covered Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, um KTM group. So we've got Folan, I completely forgot about, but yeah, he's supposed Pierce to be Brown. pretty fast. Pierce Brown, um, Styles Robertson, Julie Swole, Michael Mosman. None of them are in the top five for me. 
No way. I wouldn't. No, yeah. no way one of them cracks the top five in the championship standings. Not this year. I think two, two of them in the top ten. Which two? Hmm. I... I think Moseman and I'm going to jump on the Volan hype train and say he keeps it together and finishes top 10 of the championship points. I think Moseman, just because I like the kid's mindset and he, he had some dumb moves in Supercross, but because it's such a different animal... I think his mindset is more of I'm going to stay on the bike for 30 minutes and grind it out twice every weekend. So, and that puts him in the top 10. I guess. I don't, I haven't seen enough for Pierce Brown in the past couple of years for him to finish top 10 with these 10 plus guys that I've already got on the list of front from in front of him from three other teams. Yeah. Brands. Uh, I don't think Brown can do it. Styles still He's too still young. Tomorrow. Yeah. Billy, he did had some impressive rides in Supercross, but I don't think yeah. he's full on. I mean, he's, you know, where he's training, sure. He's getting his ass kicked and he's training his way through it, but um I don't think he's got enough to If he's in the top 10, he's 10th. And that's it. But I don't think Ooh. that who else do they got? Mm. What about the AGE guy? Who was that? I can't remember now. Let me look. That is interesting, though. They don't. They have. Oh, Derek a, Kelly's on a guest guest now. They have a lot of a uh, lot of young talent that will need to be cultivated, of course, over time. Um, Jaleek. But yeah, that's I didn't even think about that kind of stuff where they're all so young, you're just kinda like, eh, where do they land? You know? Yeah. Um obviously there's a huge hype train for, for Max. But I don't know where he lands, to be honest. I don't think I would have put him in my top ten. Um Oh, it's I'm purely making a hype train call on that one. Yeah. I mean, we saw he's got speed in Supercross, and if it weren't yeah. for hearing so people does, talk about him still being fast. And, so uh, does Jalik, though. And Pierce Brown isn't bad. You know, I would probably put Moseman and, and Swole in the top 10. Um, Jalik's pretty quick, man. Mm-hmm. His endurance, I think, is lacking a little bit. But overall, I see him... I see him doing pretty good, man. I think he'll do good. He'll definitely. I I hope to see him have some really good races, um, but I don't know because this is the first year that he's been a shining star in super, or more of a shining star in Supercross. You know, like to really yeah. have some standout rides that were worth talking about and getting excited about. Yeah, to jump up to that in one year was one thing, but then to do that and outdoors in the same year, uh. That's just that would be that would mean that next year, if he's able to do what he did in Supercross this year and 
be a significant top 10 in outdoors this year, that means he's on, he's likely on the rise up in the next year, 2022. He's going to be really worth talking about. I think he's on the rise up, man. Mm. I do. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see though. That's the hard part, you know, is, mm-hmm. is they do have a lot of really young guys. And then we have what Suzuki. I don't know how much they're going to bring to the table. They've got Derek Drake and Schwartz and it's kind of it on the entry list on a Monday before the first race. Yeah, I don't know if I see them cracking the top 10. Maybe in one moto. Yeah, in a moto here too, I'm sure. And not just from attrition either. I think there's a chance they could have a really good moto depending on where it's coming. There were times last year when uh, Amart had some really good, really good runs where like the the whole track uh, wasn't bad for him with the paddle tire, so he was able to put like the paddleish tire on. Yeah. Um, so something Those like Millville or something. Tire. Yeah. So put the paddle tire on so that he gets a good start, and then they've got the skill to to stay in the top ten for the whole race. Yeah. Well, wasn't it Derek Drake? did the fill-in ride for uh pro circuit wasn't it and he did pretty good I, w- I was thinking of that earlier when i was looking at that list um i can't remember yeah suzuki's not gonna have a whole lot in the 250s this year yeah uh, unfortunately so do we want to jump over to 450s, man? I think, unless you got another 250 guy to, do you want to touch on? Uh, none that jump out. Forkner's going to wreck. Shimoto will do all right. J-Mart's going to win it. Um, yeah. J-Mart's going to win it. It's just, just going to yeah. happen. I mean, he's... Already doing practice motos with his brother um, up there mm-hmm. in Millville and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think that's too bad. Uh, 450s. Let's jump into 450s, man. All right, 450s. So let's do, I figured 450s, it's interesting. Let's run through the top 10-ish from last year. Yeah. Um, and then we'll touch on two guys and then two other guys. Yeah. Uh, um, while you're doing that, my allergies are killing me, man. So right. run down the list. I'm a, I'm a fucking disappear like Houdini real quick, and then I'll be back. Give me a sec. Like a ghost. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we got – so starting with the top – Top 10 championship points from last year. We'll just run through the list real fast, and then we'll go back and touch on them. Maybe Doug will be back by then. Last year, it finished off with Zachary Osborne obviously taking home the championship. So he's in first place. Second, Adam Cianciarolo. Third, Eli Tomac. And then we move into fourth place, Marvin Muscan. Fifth, Chase Sexton. Sixth, Christian Craig. What? Not on the 250s? Coming back to 450s for outdoors again. Christian Craig. Uh, 
And then seventh, we had Justin Barsha, not on a Yamaha anymore. Eighth place last year. You remember who was in eighth place last year, Doug? No. R.I.P. Blake Baggett. Uh, and then ninth place, Max Dancy on Suzuki. He's good, though. Tenth place, Brock Tickle. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then, let's see, just for quick mention, Joey Zavacci, I'll touch on him later. And Alfredi Norin. How terribly did he do in Supercross? We talked about that a couple times. That I to see such the difference between terrible supercross performance and motocross. But we also talked about there was a little bit of a bike difference there for him this year. So well, that and he comes from Europe, man, as what, in his early twenties. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of apples to oranges. Oh yeah, you for know? sure. No, I think it's, it's definitely, I think there's a, there's a lot of logic behind it. It's just so interesting to see, you know, when you see that normally it's a little bit closer of a gap, but to see yeah. a guy come from Europe, finish 11th in the 450 outdoors championship series, and then just have such a rough time in Supercross. Granted, like I said, we already touched on, didn't have the bike, didn't have the support, all the things, but it's just, that's a crazy dichotomy. You don't really get to see that often between the two, right? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does this year in outdoors. If he's even, I don't even know if he's lined up for four fifties this year. Um, Probably. So yeah. I think he is. So Zach Osborne last year, some of the, Key points for him and the next two guys, Adam Cincerulli and Tomek. Zach had an average qualifying of 5.6, which is whatever for outdoors. His average start, 4.8, average finish, 3.7. So he won the championship. So he won the championship. <laughs> um, he won six motos, four overalls. Um, his worst finish was the 16th. Within Moto Two at Spring Creek, round number six. That's when he had the flat tire, isn't it? You know, that's what I was thinking, but I don't remember him finishing that bad that race. Neither do I. Come I think, think something else it. happened. Um, yeah. That one, I definitely didn't remember him finishing 16th with that flat tire. Uh, I remember being yeah. way more just like hectic for that. But if you drop that round. Average finish is just third flat. It doesn't hmm. sound exciting, but when you compare to why Adam's second in the championship and Eli's third in the championship, it makes sense. Adam's average finish was 5.1, but if you drop his 38th from Moto2 at Loretta Lens 1, the one you watched him go ham on, yeah, his average finish was 3.12. Right there with Zach's. Oh, there's no doubt AC is fast outside. He was. He might be the fastest guy on two wheels at mm-hmm. any given weekend outdoors. It's honestly until you and I talk about it in uh, Discord with Scara, I for- yeah. keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that he finished 12 points off the championship leader last year. Second place, baby. Yeah, I just. I keep forgetting it. I remember things. I remember you sending, you know, the picture of him flying over the jump. I remember him and Marv, you know, going into that corner. I remember those things. I just, I 
did not I could never remember and haven't been able to remember that he finished 12 points off of first place that's, and finished the whole season. It's exciting. I think that's a, a big improvement for him. When you know, they look after back, Supercross season, so I, I'm, I'm excited oh, yeah. to see what he does this year. When the guys on the track look back and see the green number nine behind them, they know the fastest guy is behind them, mm-hmm. like hands down. So I definitely expect decent things from him this year. Yeah. He had killer average qualifying with 2.2. He got two old shots, one four motos. Um, he, he led 131 laps. Zach oh, yeah. led 72, which as we touched on, it's all about the laps, the last lap. Who's leading yeah. the last lap? But it's just yeah. those are things that prove that him being in second wasn't just like yeah, a fluke. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which has been brought I, up when guys oh, yeah. are like, "Well, Roxon wasn't there, and who else wasn't there that made a big difference?" Um, Web, you know, they're like, "Oh, that's why he got second place." And I'm like, "That dude is fast." If you don't believe he is fast, mm-hmm. then do yourself a favor and watch him this year. He is fast and he is smooth. Now, granted, he can't take how fast and smooth he is outdoors and translate it into supercross speed and consistency. But that dude can ride that bike outside in all different types of conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's definitely a, somebody that a lot of people are sleeping on this year and it's sad to see say see yeah because like i'm not a huge ac fan i'm not a huge like green fan in general um anybody really on the green team except for maybe shimoda but that dude is scary fast outside yeah i think i don't know it's exciting to watch him him and his body size and body type on that bike on the tracks and just the way he moves over the obstacles. It's the same thing. Like we've, it's not the same way that we've talked about Dylan and Marv doing it, but it's just the same thing. They've got a completely different way of doing it. And he can, because he's so lanky, he can move the bike differently than everybody else has to. That's the way AP is. AP just has to figure out how to translate that into consistent speed, man. Yeah. They're so tall that they can get their ass way out over that rear axle and just ride it like that, dude. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome to watch. But that also leads to some crazy wrecks. <laughs> so yeah, if you get if you push into the edge, sometimes it's gonna it's oh gonna yeah go a little bit further than you're hoping to. Um, yeah, so Adam, you know, he earned the second place and almost had a first. You know, if Zach yeah. would have had one a bad round than a sixteenth, which is why we've talked about it. It's, it's why he won last year because he was able to keep it together when he had a flat tire. You know, little yeah. things like that. He he did it. Um, Eli had a terrible round two. He technically somehow managed to get a ninth or something, which was still technically a DNF because of the way the, the laps work on Moto 1. He completely DNF basically with like a 38th or something, technically round Moto 2 at round two. Um, his average would have went from like a five to a four there. He didn't qualify good. He never started great. He had never started ninth. Um, so he, I mean, he was off of first and second place. He was more than a moto away from, uh, he was 30 point, 34 points down. So he was about a moto and a half, two motos away from potentially winning. 
the championship last year. He just he just didn't have it. Um, you know, and, and going into this year, I think there's two completely different arguments you could have about him having incentive to do it. He's got he could have he could potentially have incentive to say I'm not an asshole. I'm going to show you guys that I've still got it. I think he you will. know, and that I'm leaving to leave. Or he could have incentive to kill it because he's like, hey, I want to take a number one plate to Yamaha that I earned on a different bike, maybe for financial incentive or something. Or just maybe Did Eli's you watch the kind the- of guy that would be like, screw you guys. Look, yeah. I'm leaving. I, I can still win on this bike, but I'm leaving because I want to. Yeah. You know, did um, you listen to main event? Mm-hmm. I was going to say that sounded a lot like, like Blair's prediction there too. Yeah. And I'll give it to him. I, the way, when he was talking about that, about, I agreed with it. Maybe you know, I never so. even thought about that. That whole idea that maybe Yamaha's like, Hey, we'll put a little bit on top of your contract. If you bring us the number one plate, I never even thought about that being a thing. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, so also, and what I made a note here of how much does that number one plate mean to you as a fan? If the guy carrying it wanted on a completely different bike, completely different team than the year before, does it not mean anything until he backs it up and wins the wins the second time? Or is it just kind of like, Oh, it's cool. Thanks for reminding me he won last year on a completely different bike and a completely different team. So I think, if you're going to say, does he back it up? It's very important to remember who you're talking about, mm-hmm. for one. Um, and for two, who cares? Either you're a fan of the guy or you're not, no matter what he's riding. If you're a brand loyal fan, then yeah, it sucks for you. But at the end of the day, it's not the bike that got the job done. It's the guy that's on top of it. And we've seen that numerous times with guys riding with bent bars or flat tires or, you know, cracked subframes. <clears throat> Husky. <laughs> so it's uh, like at the end of the day, it's not the guy or it's not the bike. It's the guy that's getting it done. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, I, doing the GNCC thing, I've, I've seen guys pulling like, top fives missing a whole freaking nerf bar where they're just standing on a little post and still finishing the race. You know, mm-hmm. it, it has zero, it, it has a little bit to do with the bike, I guess. Cause you still have to have a good bike. that can get to the finish. However, comma, it's up to the guy that's piloting it to make sure that it gets where it's supposed to be going first. And there's no replacement for that. We see it mm-hmm. all the time. You know, where you're like, oh, this guy was probably a great amateur rider. And then all of a sudden now he's just not, you know, so it's even though they have the equipment, the equipment is maybe 10, 20 percent of the whole equation, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would probably put a rider at at 40 and the rest of it's luck, you know, Racing is a lucky game. You are gambling. There's the outdoors. Yeah. There's a lot of gambles involved, man. So mm-hmm. to to not 
bring that fact up either, I think is, is downplaying the situation a lot, but I think, I was just thinking that like when you, when you put it, when, so if you start the chain at I'm Yamaha, I'll pay you more. If you bring us the number one plate, if you're in that line of thinking, the way your dominoes have to fall for it to be like a logical chain of the way you think about the events afterwards, that's a real dangerous track to start for me because if they do that then if he doesn't win it again on their bike then their only thing to go is to say like well it was just it was the other factors it wasn't our bike it wasn't eli it was everything else right that like that that really gives them only like one out to to go without saying well it was either eli or it was our bike yeah but i think the pros will definitely outweigh the cons if it does happen. Mm-hmm. From like putting... at least a marketing standpoint. Well, yeah, from marketing. You'd rather plus... have like four four months of look. We've yeah. got Eli on our bike with the number one plate. Let's let's yeah. use the shit out of this. I get that. Yeah, I definitely get. Sure. It. Plus, there's the fact that you are bringing probably the most winningest rider of our generation over. Mm-hmm. Granted, he might be on the backside of his career, but who cares? That dude still knows what he has to do in order to win races. And so you you got all that. And I would be very, very surprised if almost all the manufacturers don't bring out new bikes in 2022. So we're going on two years of... Er, oh, I forgot about that fact for like, him. They, they could totally use that as a, yeah. as, a, as a fair reason for him not to win again. And be like, okay, just, just kidding. Great. Plus, he's probably already ridden that bike if he si- if he does end up side with Yamaha. Well, he's probably ridden the twenty one. I don't know about the twenty two yet, mm. but I'd, I'd I mean, surfing. yeah, maybe it's still a little early in the year. If it was maybe the backside of July, I would say well, yeah, he's probably ridden it. Well, when did they know? the they release twenty two? They release the next year model in the fall, don't they? Yeah, it's usually around October. Yeah, if Yamaha doesn't have a a version of that bike that he could have ridden already. That'd be Plus awkward. you had to remember, I think Kawasaki said they were probably going to come out with new models. KTM mm. is going to come out with new models. The new and improved uh, updated Suzuki is supposed to be out in 2022. Mm, um, yes. So you're looking at almost a whole field of brand new bikes just due to COVID production delays. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to go into production on a brand new bike when you can't even make enough of your older generation bike to keep up with demand just focus on what you're cranking out as fast as you can right now oh yeah you know? they definitely didn't have this stuff in place to do that yeah so i mean we're prime for almost all of the manufacturers coming out with with new and improved stuff because we've already had two years of bold new graphics you know so bng oh yeah so next year outdoors and supercross could get wacky mm-hmm. you know it's uh it, it's hard to say that's just kind of my prediction as to what 2022 will look like but i think yamaha is crazy if they don't bring over the wing and rider and try to get him to bring the number one plate over because 2022 is going to be a clean slate for all the manufacturers i think i think that's a totally fair way of looking at it yeah i just i just thought that was there's i think there's a lot of different ways you could look at that and a lot of different reasoning you could use for doing it or, I mean, nobody's going to not 
want to do it. It was more of less of like, well, for any reasons you would want to do it, how strongly would you want it so much that like, basically how much money would you pay for it to happen because of the potential negatives of like the way it could play out, you know, it was like how much of an incentive would you really put behind it with the way it could play out? So I just thought that was kind of interesting because I never thought about it and I've been thinking about it all day. A clean quarter mil, man. That's only what? 250 bikes off of your marketing program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in their, in their mind, you know, in their dollar checkbook, yeah, it's not yeah. that big of a deal, but um, it could, I don't know, it could be interesting. Because um, they're going to spend the same amount in marketing whether they have the number one plate or not. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. The um, Let's see. So, yeah, we talked on the top three, and they were, you know, a prime example of averages over the course of the season. And the averages playing into where it was. Like, you know, Zach's average finish wasn't two. It wasn't less than three. It yeah. was almost fourth, you know. Yeah. And he still won the championship. That's how that's how outdoors works out, and it's it's crazy. Um and it's a matter of how bad your moto is too, because like AC's bad moto was twice as bad as Zach's. They both had yeah. one. It was just making, you know, it's like uh I know everybody said it, but I always like to pretend Dungey said it. It's you know, it was probably him telling the story of how tons of what he told him, but it's making, you know, making the best of your bad nights. Um, yeah. But yeah. So then we got, uh, Marv, um, his average finish was actually better than Eli's. And so is his average start. Yeah. But he didn't win anything. Yeah. So you do have to win some. That makes a difference. Um, Chase, holy hell. I don't even, I, He'll be interesting to watch this year. I, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does to the championship points. Um, he did. He won an overall, and he won a moto. That'll be. I mean, you got nothing. I just I mean, speak for itself. Christian Craig. Is he going to be a, a top 15 gate filler? Yep. Okay. Barsha. No more Yamaha. Going to be on the gas gas. We saw what he did in Supercross this year. Do you think? Maybe no. he's trained better. Maybe the gas gas is going to help him out on outdoors where it no. didn't help, where it couldn't help. You know, I think him and Christian Craig are going to hold hands going around the track, man. Hmm. I, I don't know. Don't, I don't uh, really care where Justin Barsha finishes. I don't think he's going to yeah. be top five because of no. everybody that's going to be in it. I just want to see him midair, full throttle, and hear what the gas gas sounds like on the rev limiter as compared to the Yamaha. That's all I want from him. Probably really close to the same. I want him to be healthy, <laughs> finish it. I want to get he's one of the, motos of Rev Limiter in the air. That's all I want. He's one of those big name guys that I'll be surprised if he finishes much further up than like eighth place, man, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I mean, the competition, you know, it's like we talked about in the review show. You know, when you look at him and you say number seven or eight, that sounds bad. But then when you, logically look at the people in front of me like oh shit okay I guess well plus you have to bad. remember we're not talking super cross where he's probably going to come out and win the first week you know <laughs> to get a huge jump on people yeah you know and it's outdoors is a different game man like this weekend i wasn't even racing it was 90 degrees with 90 percent humidity and i still lost seven pounds mm -hmm. just sweating running around in the mountains man like that's what outdoors is it's 
it's a game of attrition. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. You know, and we'll see. if you don't, there's always the winner series, you know? Yeah. And to be fair, he, he got seventh. I think he would have finished. He definitely would have finished sixth if he wouldn't have missed the last round. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have gotten fifth. He would have gotten sixth. But also, too, we had technically had a shorter season last year. Probably wouldn't have meant much for Adam and Zach, except for maybe Adam would have had another chance at winning, but everybody else probably would have still finished about the same because of like, their gaps. You know? um, Baggins is not going to be back. Anstey's the first on. week is at Pala, too, right? Yeah. We do need to point out, I feel like we should point out, or just remind everybody, everybody as much as they ride there, yeah. there's nothing we can take away from the first round that's going to mean shit for the rest of the season. Nothing yeah. about what happens at the first round. Even if somebody walks away with a 30-second lead, I don't think that means a whole lot for the rest of the season. That just means yeah. like somebody had a good day at the track they all ride at all the time, all or the almost time. all of them. You know? Yeah. I think Yamaha's in Florida. but Yeah, Yamaha and most of the KTM guys. You know? So, I don't know, maybe if Yamaha or KTM comes away with a 30-second lead at Paula, then maybe that's kind of exciting because they beat everybody else at their home track. But also, we I just don't can't, see that. you can't take much away from the first round. So, first round's going to be exciting. Second yeah. round's going to be even more exciting. Also, I wouldn't put much weight on Osborne because I heard he hurt his back again. I was reading up on the interview. He didn't hurt his back again. Unless unless you heard something like super recently, he has been pretty open about the herniated disc problem that kept him out from the Supercross season. It's not getting better per se yeah. in a, in a quanti- uh, quantifiable like way. It's some days I was reading the interview again to make sure I had it right. It's some days it feels better. He's doing physical therapy three times a week. He's doing a lot of different training because even cycling was not good for his back. Yeah. Kind of scared me. Like you can only make that sound so positive when cycling. The Which closest is the thing least to, impact cardio that you can do. Yeah. And the closest thing to a physical form of riding a dirt bike. Yeah. Is hard on your back still. He seemed, obviously he's not a guy that's going to make it sound negative, but he tried to make it sound as positive as he can. That he, his line that stuck with me was if I didn't think that I could do it, I wouldn't go do it. I would just go ahead and get the back surgery. Yeah. See, I heard along the same lines, only when he hits large jumps at race speed, it hurts a lot, Mm -hmm. which is something to watch out for. Because how many hurts a lot can you do in one day and still recover for the next week? Yeah. Yeah. How many many of those... Yeah, just think about like some of those. Uh, any of the tra- name any of the tracks that have the huge downhill, just giant breaking bump sections. Yeah, how many of those can your back really take? You know, like you can only grip the bike so much with like your you know without your back getting to it. So, as much as I want to see him finish in the top five or maybe win it again, because Zacho, if he races three rounds and he's you know they get to that second break and he's like. Just kidding, guys. I need to go ahead and just get this surgery done and 
and if that's what he it. needs to do, he needs to go fucking do it. I'd rather, yeah, know? I'd rather like, see him not finish the season and make the smart move to be. I'd rather you have as much time as possible because I can't. I don't know what recovery time is on herniated disc surgery. Assuming never had only, to deal with it, yeah. but I can't imagine that it's quick. Definitely not a broken bone. No. Um. So Baggett's not coming back. Anstey, you think he gets top ten again? Top eight, maybe. It would be cool, but also there's four guys we haven't touched on yet that weren't in the championship standings last year that very well should be top 10. We'll get there. Um, Savachi? Like 20 of them that should be top 10, man. Well, yeah, but I'm just, there's four that just weren't even in the like top 15, top 20, the championship standings last year. Yeah. Um, Savachi finished 11th on a Suzuki. Be exciting to see what he does on a KTM. We were talking about that. Um, Dean Wilson finished 15th. He missed the last four rounds, eight motos worth of points. Um, Jason Anderson finished 19th because he went home halfway through round three. Yeah. When his arm issue or the, what was it? The, he felt like the, he had the pain in the arm and they made it sound like his, his bolts were like coming out of from his plate or whatever. So he, he got that fixed. If it didn't finish the rest of the season. Um, he could easily, easily be a top 10, of course. You know, he was showing speed again at the end of the season after he got whatever was going on with him figured out in Supercross. He should easily be top 10, no questions. Um, and then we get to, actually, I want to do this backwards. I honestly don't remember where was AP last outdoors. I don't, I top 15, I think. No, he wasn't. He wasn't there. Oh. I don't remember. I didn't have it. I, I made, kept meaning to look at it today, and I kept it distracted. I have no idea where he was last year. Let me look. Um, He wasn't. He wasn't even in the point standings. I just don't remember what happened to him last year. Did he get hurt? Um. Oh yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess I think I heard. Somebody knows. It's not me. I can't remember. Yeah, I just there's one thing I didn't look into, but when I was looking, when I was getting everything ready over the weekend, and I oh, kept meaning to look into it, he just he had that ankle injury. I thought. Oh yeah. I thought for some reason I was thinking that was like eighteen or nineteen, but that was last year, I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. But yeah, so he's one of these four other guys I wanted to touch on. Um, not a new bike, but new, new team. New team, you know. Um, where where do you realistically, as much as you can say without favoritism, that's hard. Where do you, where do you think he's going to be? Uh,. Eight to twelve. It's hard to say though. I haven't seen him ride outdoors in a while. He's pretty good outdoors. Dislocated wrist. That's what it was. And his ankle was the year before 
On Tuesday, July 14th, Plessinger dislocated his wrist after landing in a rut and losing control. Yeah. At Paula. Fucking Paula. Fucking Paula. Um, so, yeah. Aaron Plessinger. Who can say? We got Maybe, Ferrandez. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez. I put him above AP. Winner from 250. I put him above AP. I um, would just because we've seen him on slightly smaller Yamaha just last year hauling ass. Oh, yeah. He knows the tracks. They all know the tracks. But, I mean, he's... He's, he knows the bike. He was in a championship winning position. He's got the feeling. Everything is going for him to be a top five guy. No. Hmm. I the chances are not in his favor. Would you I'd put Dylan Fernandez above Chase Sexton? That's a hard one. Because I saw Sexton racing the 450 multiple times last year, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen Ferrandis race the 450 outdoors. Mm-hmm. So that makes that question hard. I would say they're not going to be too far apart, but I think Sexton might beat him out. Maybe like eighth place to fifth place, somewhere in there, like sixth to eighth. You know, like right around in that little slider area, I would put both of them, to be honest with you. And I'd put AP somewhere in the 8 to 12. Um, no Mookie. Did we know of yet? We got Christian Craig um, filling in. So, well, if they're bringing Craig back, they're not bringing Mookie. Well, I mean, well, it's it's just one of those... You know, we'll never know why why they had Mookie riding a bike outdoors after the Supercross season started. Oh, he's got an outdoor Supercross track at his house, though, doesn't he? Or his brother's house? Well, yeah, but I think the the riding that we saw him doing wasn't at his house. It was with the team. Oh, I don't know. But, yeah, so I put, I think Dylan's bad results in Supercross is might sound dumb. I'm going to say it anyways. I think his bad results in Supercross was because he's not used to taming the bike down for Supercross. And I think that he's going to be able to just ride the ever-living piss out of that bike outdoors. And I think he finishes above Chase. I can see that. I think they're going to be very close. I think it's going to be tight. And if it and if he doesn't, like you said, it's gonna be right there. But yeah, I think also Chase, he did well last year, clearly, but he he ate the shit he ate the shit the most in sand sections during Supercross, which you can say what you want about MX setup, maybe doing better in sand and super whatever. That's different. It's hard to compare, but it's just that's all. That's all I yeah. got to go off of. I don't know. Um, that's like I saying think, I wrecked on my bike because I race a quad, man. Like, mm. I, I, I think that's way different. Different turns, different, different everything, man. Yeah, I know Push the bike set up. It's, it's not. It's definitely not a direct comparison. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I got to go off of. Because, like I said, he clearly did well last year. I'm not saying it's super reasonable. It's just, yeah, 
If I'm going to do only, a quick thing, I'm like Dylan, full throttle, chase, sand. Uh. The only sand I can say that would be comparable to the sand that he wrecked on would have been Loretta's and that sweeper going up to the after that table mm-hmm. where they go 10 commandments, right, 180 left, right, tabletop, and then the sand section by the little swamp. That's the only sand I can think of that was anything even remotely close to the Supercross sand. From yeah, last even year. if you just did a sand to sand comparison, be like, okay, cool, you just have to survive Southwick then. Yeah, and... but Southwick isn't like trucked in beach sand. No, and... yeah, it's 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 a little bit more packed. It's not yeah. as like you get dug in there sideways. Yeah, it's not six foot ruts everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those two, AP, Dylan, and then the last two. First and second in the Supercross Championship. Cooper Webb, Ken Roxon. We'll start with Ken. Yeah. Do you think he gets top three? No. Do you think he gets top five? Maybe. I think we're going to see a Kenny that is taking it easy because he's came very close to winning a Supercross title two years in a row, and we already know that he has fatigue issues going hard for long times. That's what she said. Um, Probably. I'm chubby, man. So. <laughs> um, do, so you think Kenny finishes all 24 motos but just doesn't finish all 24 strong or do you think he has a few to a few too many really bad rounds because he loses control and has bad accidents because he's not all there i think we see him do or at least try to do all the rounds but maybe not as hard as what we had seen in the past Fair enough. I think that's where I'm going. Because if I'm Kenny and I know that I have issues with heat and longevity in the heat, I'm not going to kill myself knowing damn well I still have a shot at a Supercross title that I've just barely missed out on twice in a row. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in the United States, what means more, a Supercross title or a Motocross title for the average person? Yeah, for Kenny, yeah. For Kenny's situation, him earning his Supercross title is probably much more financially, bigger financial incentive and bigger personal incentive than outdoors. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a ton of speculation you could have about the the health stuff. Speculation, dude. Speculation, speculation, speculation. It's a new word. Pulled a Ricky, get, made up a word. Um, right. Speculation about his health stuff and what that means. Of yeah, maybe maybe he's more likely to get exhausted easier just because he's he's been there, done that. But it his issues and Supercross didn't seem to be the same kind of exhaustion issues we saw last year. So maybe that's less of a problem for him, but also maybe I don't he know. also didn't race outdoors last year. 
Yeah. I don't know. There's a, a lot of different ways it could go. Um, yeah. And just even thinking about it, yeah. 1% off for him could easily mean not a top five, especially with this field. If he has two really bad motos for whatever reason out of the top five. Oh, yeah. Because there are five guys who will have only one bad moto. Yeah. Um, so then Cooper Webb. Whew. I don't think he gets top three. I don't see it either. Not because he's not going to be fast, but I. He's I another one I would go back feel and look at his last ones for like a refresher. Well, he's another one I would feel comfortable doing like six through third, maybe. I think there's guys that are better outdoors where his riding style is definitely more suited for indoors minus whoops. Well, I think um, he's going to be a, a key. He's going to be the point that I was making with Marv from last year. He got fourth in the championship. And his average finish and average start was better than the guy that got third, but he only won one moto. His average was a real pretty steady average, right? So I think that's for Coops. I don't think he's going to have it enough to win. Maybe if he wins more than one overall, I'll be a little surprised with the other field out there. There's other guys that are going to win more than two. If I'm KTM and I have Marv and Cooper both lining up next to each other, I'm going to secretly root for Marv just because I think Marv is a better outdoor guy than Coop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I think Coop's going to have a season like Marv did last year. You know, Marv's worst, worst finish was a 10th. His if worst. there's anyone that can cause an upset on any given week, it's Coop. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. But it's how many upsets does he have? And at what point does it just become that it's not an upset and I was just wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I think for him, too, it's going to be... I want to see the first three three rounds. See how his starts are. Outdoors. Yeah, yeah we're not um, on gates. Yeah, if he gets... If his starts are good and he's up there at the beginning of all three, then it's going to be a little different story. But if he's going to, if he's a guy that's not starting in the top um, six, it's going to be hard for him. Yeah. Because he's not going to be able to tactician his way through the field and outdoors like he did in Supercross. Well, that and you figure who's most likely going to be up there. You got Ferrandez, Marv, AC, Tomac, um shit just that's enough mm-hmm. you know what i mean sexton um he's gonna have the problem outdoors that tomac had indoors right think? that if if that he doesn't not, not he give doesn't a damn itis dude well mm, oh maybe, well, well <laughs> i'm talking purely like logistic wise not what i really think yeah. was tomac's problem but the if he doesn't get the good start, it's going to be ten times harder for him to to make it through, right? Yeah. And uh, he just he's not going to have it to catch up with these guys outdoors. 
Yeah. I don't don't think he's got the raw speed that Chase is going to have even. Um, I don't think he's going to have the raw speed that AC is going to have. I think if he wins, if he wins a championship or gets in the top two or three, it's because he played the shit out of the dungeon game. Which that's Coop's specialty. Just consistency, man. Yeah. And it helps that his consistency is good. You know, Mm -hmm. he, he's pretty much, you got to first finish the race to finish first type of mindset. So, yeah, I would just be curious to see how he does on this bike outdoors and see if it was, he did. So part of the reason why he did so well indoors is because he was able to make those kind of crazy corner passes and like really manipulate the bike. Yeah. Versus does he have the outdoor speed or, or does his technique in those kind of situations still translate to some of the crazy stuff outdoors where he's like, you know, he pulls a, um, something and, and changes lines mid corner because he can do that with the bike. Whereas that makes a difference for him that some people, you know, so not everybody's like, not all those guys are good at like doing those weird line jumps mid corners on outdoors. Um, what was it? There was that one moto last year where, um, Anstey did that, uh, Weird, like where those there were two just really weird, crazy lines in the middle of like a right hander. Um, I think it was Anstey was the one that ended up like Anstey jumped off. the split lane, and everybody was like, "Is that legal?" Oh and yeah, they're like there's no rules against it. Yeah, there's so. no markers, and yeah, so it's yeah. like he was just like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna I can like do this faster and inside just, you know, to inside." Yeah. yeah. Um, and I th- so I think it's you know maybe not as an obvious of like a split lane type situation, but those ones where it's like screw this like you know fake burn that's getting built up because there's two different lines like i'm going to cut through this corner and there was a couple guys that were doing that i remember seeing it last season you know you see it every season but i think something like that might be recoup makes up the difference because he's able to just manipulate that bike i don't know we'll see yeah um yeah yeah got man that's about it man all right unless there's any privateers you want to talk about um I think we can I gotta save. do a little bit more. I gotta see who's signing up. I know Jerry Robbins coming back. Um, well, he's he signed up for two fifties. Oh, did he? I think. Uh, I, well, he's on the two fifty entry list right now. Oh, okay. For yeah, what that's worth. Other than that, I would have to really go back and and look to see kind of. I think we can. Who's doing that, what? The privateers you know. that'll be fun to talk about. I think we were talking about just every week picking a picking a segment. Um, you know, maybe twelfth to fifteenth or eighteenth to twentieth, or even further back because it's outdoors. We get a lot more guys and just picking a picking a group every week. Um and talking about I, some of the privateers that are just finishing these fucking races, you know. I'm down, dude. Showing up in vans, showing up in Priuses, just finishing the races because they got balls. Yeah. And gas money. Right. And can afford yeah. to pay $300 entry fees. Jeez. Right. That's the thing. I got to go grab my kids. Yep. So. It's about that time. I got to do the same. Oh, yeah. So if you're still with us after all of this, uh, tune into Jesse's show. It's usually Thursdays at around the same time, isn't it? It's like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Um, hopefully, we can get some of our predictions in. I got to do a little bit of homework. Uh, we did talk about quite a bit, and if you guys have your predictions all written down, please comment on Jesse's show. 
Uh, I think we might try to jump into it. If not, I'll just slip Jesse a, uh, a piece of paper. These are my predictions, and it doesn't matter why because I'm going to win. Um, Tiller might jump on. I don't know. We're going to figure something out. But in the meantime, Tuesday and Wednesday, waiting on Jesse's show. Jump over to Bro Taco at brotacofoods.com. Use code PTTG for 20%. Uh, that's bro taco hot sauce. Hit up our boy Sean. Let him know that we sent you. He loves the whole PTG community. Also, don't forget to stop over at sunstar-breaking.com. Email support with PTTG in the subject and get hooked up with 30% off. Um, and that's across their whole line. That's uh, brake rotors, brake pads, aluminum, Z sprockets, counter shaft sprockets, chains, whatever. Uh, whatever they got um get 30% off. Also do not forget to stop over at power the number 2 theground.com. Hit us up. Pickums is coming. We're going to get back into it. Uh we're talking about doing some cool stuff with it. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh we're trying to get it rolled out as quick as we can, but we are three guys with busy day jobs. So we do appreciate some uh like your patience with it as we do not know exactly what's going on every day. Uh, other than that, it has been great. Uh, we got pretty deep into some of the 250s and 450s stuff. We're all over the board. I think I got about 20 guys in my top 10, so I got to kind of cut that one down. Uh, the 450s, yeah, the 450s are even worse. So uh, I got some work to do. I'm sure you do probably as well, Tiller, to get these predictions out. Uh, and we will come up with a fun little thing to do uh, for winners and losers, at least for uh, for us three. Maybe we can talk Steve into coming back and giving his predictions and get him in on, on some of these fun and games, man. I'm going to bug him for it at least to get, just get more in on it. Um, yeah. That and yeah. Pickums. I know definitely for Pickums the we're definitely going to be at least doing something with the more you play Pickums, be a consistent player every week, the better chance to have it when it's some of these sweet random prizes that we're coming up together with um, at least once a month. So don't forget yeah, to play for Pickums. Sure. Start the first round, play with us, try to kick my butt this time, try to kick Doug's butt. Good luck. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks for hanging out with us again on this Monday night. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.